Welcome, everyone, to the Chicago Football Connection Podcast. Uh, my name is Stephen Letizia. I'm your host. You can follow me on Twitter at Stephen Letizia. Um, make sure to also follow the Chicago Football Connection Twitter at CFC Bears. Um, if you uh, do follow that account, make sure that you check out my pin tweet. Um, I'm raffling off the Mike signed Mike Dicka jersey you see behind me. Um, so if you uh, find that pin tweet, like it, retweet it, comment on which uh, who which player you think the Bears are going to pick with their first pick next week in next week's draft, and you have a chance to win the Mike Dicka signed jersey. Um, it is an authentic jer- signed jersey. I have a picture of him signing it, certificate of authenticity, all that crap. Um, it's one of my most prized possessions, so I will be sorry to see it go, but I really do think that we got something here with CFC. I never means giving away my crap to people to get it off the ground. I'm more than willing to do that. Um, I'm not going to commit to anything, but I also do have like a Walter Payton signed football and a Gail Sayers signed football. So if we get enough people listening and, and reading, I don't know, maybe, maybe someday. Um also, make sure to check out the site, ChicagoFootballConnection.com. I've been posting articles there for the past few weeks. Uh, this week, I've been you know, getting the podcast off the ground, so not as many articles, but we will be posting multiple articles per week, per week on there. There is a fan forum, so if you want to start your own conversations, you can do that if you set up an account. Um, otherwise, if you want anything posted on there, just send me what you want posted. I'll gladly post it on, on the site. Um, so today is the first ever CFC uh, podcast really excited to get started uh, we're doing a 2022 NFL draft Bears wide receiver preview show and to help me out I have my buddy Tom Cavanaugh on the line um, he's a, uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Tommy K underscore NFL draft he's a, a great follow on Twitter uh, really smart guy he's got some great takes got some questionable takes as well which we'll get to <laughs> uh, but you know Tommy thanks for Thanks for uh, coming on, and we had some technical difficulties, but we figured it out, and happy to have you on. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, man. I'm really happy to be here. Once I saw you uh, launching the site, I was like, oh, I, I definitely need to get on this. Uh, yeah. Steven's, Steven's also a great follow, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to talk some receivers. Yeah, as am I, and also I noticed today that Tom is like eight followers away from a 1,000, so let's at least try to get him there. I'm saying, like, yeah, I need so it. Let's, let's do that. He deserves it. All right. So as I mentioned, we're doing the wide receiver preview show. Obviously, we know the Bears need a, a wide receiver. The odds of them leaving next week's draft without a wide receiver are very low. If they give you that odds in Vegas, take it. Um, so what we're going to do is we're just going to go uh, through Tommy's list. So Tom sent me a, a list of his rankings for the Bears. I quickly threw one together as well just to match up. Um, so we're going to go through kind of who we like for the Bears, who we do, don't like, where who fits with the Bears, everything you need to know. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. And I'm going to pull up our wide receiver rankings. So we've got my rankings on the left, Tom's in the middle, and then I put Dane Brugler's rankings on the right. Just something to compare it to. Dane Brugler, I think, is the best uh, draft guy out there. I love reading his stuff, so I, I, I reference his stuff a lot. So I put all that up here. The first thing you'll probably notice is that the number one wide receiver for both me and Tom is Sky Moore. And Tom, I have to give you credit because – I watched, like most Bears fans, I watched Sky Moore um, months ago, and I thought, eh, yeah, he's fine. Like, literally, I was just like, eh, yeah, he, he's going to be okay, and kind of moved on and started looking at other people. But you replied to one of my tweets a few weeks ago and said you wanted Sky Moore. I did more digging, and I actually absolutely fell in love. I really do love him for the Bears. But why? I want to hear why you have him as your number one. 
Yeah, well, I think everyone values different things in receivers, right? Some people love size. Um, some people like mm -hmm. contested catchability. I am a sucker for dudes who get open at a high level, and that is Sky Moore. I think he has some of the best releases in this class, like no problems at all being press coverage. And I know he's only 5'9", but like he's 195 pounds. Like he is not slight. He is physical in the ways he gets off the line of scrimmage. And I just feel like that that's what translates at the next level. Like that's the things that like you have to have in order to be an effective wide receiver to separate yourself from the other receivers in this class. And he's one of the best in the class bar none, like even compared to the top guys that we're not even going to talk about because they're probably not going to yeah. be around for the bears. Um, yeah. So that's why I, I really fell in love with Sky Moore. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I'm really glad you brought up the press, the ability to beat press, because that's something that, you know, not a lot of people can do in this in this draft class. I feel like it's a pretty, pretty weak draft class when it comes to beating press. And I know a lot of Bears fans are focused on that big X receiver who's 6'3", and he's going to power through cornerbacks and beat press. But most of the time, the players who are most, most successful beating press are the smaller, quicker guys, not so much the bigger, stronger guys. And like you said, he's 195 pounds. That's not small. I mean, That's there are smaller. five receivers in this class that are 6'3", are 6'4", six, six, who, are, who are 195 pounds or less. So like – he he can play that X receiver spot. I don't think he's going to be there full time. I think he's more of a slot guy, but he can play on the outside too. So yeah, I I I saw the same thing. The ability to get open, the the quickness at the last scrimmage, it just set him apart from everyone else, in my opinion. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, if you think, I mean, if you look at it, Sky Moore weighed in at the same as amount as the next guy on my list, George Pickens, <laughs> who is like a couple yeah. inches taller than him. So like, yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I definitely feel the same way. Yeah, and I yeah, I am glad you brought up George Pickens. We'll definitely get to him in a second. That is one of my big concerns about George Pickens is he's 195 pounds. But that's not a concern with Sky Moore. I don't have a problem with Sky Moore being 195 pounds because he's 5'10". So that's squatty build, a lot more compact, a lot, lot bigger, even though they're the same weight. Um, so I have some, uh, some clips I want to show uh, for Sky Moore. And I had a comparison that I really liked um, – so I know, Tom, you had a different different comp, <laughs> uh, but I think both of them were good. Um, so, but, you know, I, when I saw him, I saw the next Stefan Diggs. Um, and I know it may be Stefan Diggs light because I don't want to compare anyone to maybe the best receiver in football, but Stefan Diggs light, but he, they have very similar play styles. And you can see from their, their Raz scores here, um, Raz is relative athletic score for anyone's not familiar um, at math bomb on Twitter. It's Kent Lee Platt. He does a great job with relative athletic score. Follow him. Um, I use, a, I use references a lot, so I want to make sure I give him a shout out, uh, but the size is pretty similar. You know, Stefan Diggs is a little taller, but similar size, similar speed, more actually a little faster, exact same shuttle, um, similar three cone, and just their style of play, the way they get open, the way they run routes, is just very similar. And and Tom, you had a comp as, as well. Who I forgot who it was, but I remember thinking it was good. Who did you comp him to? Uh, my comp for him was a sure-handed Anthony Miller who runs the correct routes. <laughs> That's right. And I think as Bears fans, we all agree that having an Anthony Miller who knows what route to run would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, 100%. I, like, I like that uh, one as well. It's a I went maybe went a little bit lofty with my comp, Stefan Diggs comparing <laughs> someone to him is, but I do, I just feel like they, they get open in similar ways. And I have some clips that I want to show to see it. So this is um, Scott Moore running a slant. I mean, that's just dirty. He left that, that corner in the dust. Here's Stefan Diggs running the exact same slant, same outside step, Cutting inside, same exact way. They get open in very similar ways. 
And what's crazy to me with Sky Moore is like he like I guess you could say this is kind of a knock on him given you know the opportunity he was afforded, but he runs like the same couple routes, gets open every single time. Like yeah. if uh, defenders who study him, like they got to expect a certain couple of routes coming, and he still just dusts them every time. Yeah, and I think a, a lot of that too is I know um, Western Michigan like didn't not have him run a route or like go routes or anything. He, they used him a lot underneath, but I don't think that's because he can't do it. I just think that's the way they used him. I mean, um, they, yeah, they, they had RPOs on like literally yeah. every single fast they had. So yeah. Right. So they didn't have a lot of like deep playability uh, options, but anytime Skymore was asked to run deep, he was successful at it. So yeah, he more, straight up mosses people yeah. on tape. Like, you know, like he, he plays a lot bigger at the catch point. I feel like too. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, he. There were some times where maybe he, you know, he doesn't always win the fifty-fifty balls. He's not going to be that type right. of player. He doesn't struggle in it by any means. Like mm-hmm. he, guy who's five nine, five ten, uh, he does pretty good. Okay, and a couple more more versus digs ones. So this is at the top of the screen. Is as we said, you know, getting open deep. He doesn't create a ton of separation like that, but he creates just enough to create a window for the for their quarterback. It's another way that they just are kind of similar. So I just really like that comp. We'll see if he ever reaches that level. But I think, you know, maybe he's not going to be 140 receptions guy, but he could be that 80 receptions guy, 1,200 yards, and he's going to do that consistently for 10 years. Yeah, 100%. And, like, the last thing I'll say about him is that he, uh, according to PFF, he led all receivers in force missed tackles. Um, and yeah. that is kind of a dynamic, I feel like, on the Bears receiving core that they don't really have. Um, so I know they're going to get more vertical, but I think with the vertical offense, there's going to be a lot of intermediate opportunities. I mean, that's kind of like the Shanahan style of offense that we expect Getsy yeah. to bring over. I think like with those digs and crossers, like that's going to be sky more if they were to target him. Yeah, absolutely. They've already said their, their offense is based in the West coast. Sky Moore's mm-hmm. perfect for West coast. Like that ability to catch a short pass and turn it into 15, 20 yards. That's right. That's where he fits perfectly. So yeah, I, I, I think if he's on the board at 39, I'd have a hard time passing him up. I think, yeah, yeah, that'd be, that'd be tough. I, I, I it's, it's difficult because I want the bears to trade back and get more picks, but that, I know there's like, going yeah, to be someone on, there's going to be someone on the board that I'm like, no, screw that. Just draft that guy. Right. So, but we'll see. So I, I also think there's a possibility he gets drafted before the Bears are on the clock. But yeah. I'm I'm like I'm like thinking that the more how closer we get to the draft. Yeah. I think I think NFL coaches are gonna like him more than NFL Twitter probably. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's that was a good conversation on Scott Moore, but let's move on. We're gonna go to George Pickens next. So George Pickens was your number two wide receiver. I had him a little bit lower. Um but there's obviously a lot to like about George Pickens. So why do you have him as your number two? So I feel like he's the best combination of upside and floor out of all the big receivers that keep getting linked to Chicago. And uh, the the thing that I left or the thing I felt leaving watching George Pickens tape is like I wanted more. And it wasn't even necessarily a knock on him in that regard. It was more of just like the opportunities he was afforded and the way Georgia used him, like in the like how run heavy of an offense they were. Um, like I think he's as dominant as any receiver in this class at the catch point in terms of contested catches, but the flashes of route running is what really enticed me. I just wish we saw more of it. So like that is kind of the ceiling I project out for him. I know he's not this like elite athlete. He's like a good athlete across the board, nothing special, but like 
I really did like the lateral, you know, shake he had at the line of scrimmage that he flashed. I just wish it was more consistent and he had more examples to point to it on tape. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I liked a lot of um, of the George Pickens I watched. As a football player, like everything you said, the the hands, the body control, the size, the route running. He's a much better route runner than I, I anticipated when I yeah. you know, started watching him because I thought, oh, you know, taller guy, probably not a great route runner. But he is a, he's pretty shifty at the line, good quick, better quickness. Um, his body control is what stood out to me, the, the yeah. ability to digest the ball in there. And he makes these incredible catches. He probably has the best hands in the draft in the – at least the, the people that we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, him and Sky Moore probably have the two best. Um, I did have a little bit more concerns for me. It was interesting to me that you said his his he had a very high floor, and I, that's the consensus that I get. But I feel like his floor is actually lower than what people expect, and that's why I have him a little bit lower. And it's kind of what we talked about when we were talking about Sky Moore, where he's only a, he's 6'3", 195 pounds. There just aren't wide receivers in the NFL, 6'3", 195 pounds, that with – any success there's like literally zero examples of success at that size so he's gonna have to put on weight and yeah that's certainly doable but is if he he's got to put on like you know it's not five pounds yet he needs to put on he needs to put on 15 20 pounds and is he going to still be a four four seven guy if he puts on 15 pounds and then if, if he slows down a little bit then he's just a contested catch receiver at six three right. which you know has value and like i'm not gonna I don't think he's going to bust out of the league, but I think he does have that floor of like a, you know, could be a, he could end up as like a number three, number four receiver. Uh, But I don't want, I, I don't want him to sound like I don't like George Pickens. I do like George Pickens. If he was the pick for the bears, I'd be happy. Um, But there was uh, and the other um, one thing that I wanted to throw out is I saw this tweeted out by PFF. Um, This is the uh, routes run by, you know, some of the people that we're talking about today. And you see George Pickens all the way on the right. He basically only ran go and hitch routes. Right. It, it was so frustrating on his tape. It was very frustrating because he is a yeah. good route runner. Exactly. And, like, uh, I mean, George's quarterback situation, too, like not the best to yeah. evaluate wide receivers. Um, but, yeah, that that was really the most frustrating part to me because um, I actually heard from someone from PFF to go back and watch his 2019 tape. Um, and I, and I did, and, um, I forgot Jake Fromm was the quarterback and literally every corner was just biting on everything short because they did not trust his arm. And I was like, I don't know how fairly I can evaluate this when like, they're not threatened deep at all. And they kind of just know what's coming. But, um, the more I watched him, I think the more I liked him, I think Mm -hmm. that the size thing is definitely a fair concern. I guess where I wasn't as concerned on the field is like, he didn't play he played strong in my opinion. Like that wasn't like, like, yeah, there was some time. I think Patrick Sertan probably gave him the most trouble from the games that I watched at the line of scrimmage. But like, for the most part, he didn't have that much trouble fighting off contact besides Patrick Sertan. Yeah, I agree with you. I think beating press, he, I didn't see any problems there, even at his, you know, 105 pounds. Beating press, no problems. The only time I saw him kind of out physical was at like the stem. So I have this video here against Tennessee this is where a guy can like get his hands on you and press yeah. and kind of get in on him. And he, he, that's when he gets, that's when his lack of weight comes into play. Not so much at the line with press. Right. It's that those opportunities. So, but yeah, I, I mean, I think uh, George Pickens, there, he still, like you said, has a ton of upside, even with the concerns. And we didn't even, we haven't even mentioned the injury concerns yet. He did tear his ACL, um, but still has a ton of upside could be that number one guy. But if he is that number one guy, it's, 
he's going to be an outlier. Um, so I just don't like betting on outliers. That's why I load him on my board just a little bit. Okay. We ready to move on to the next guy? Yeah. This is a guy that I is actually my number two wide receiver. I forget where you had him, but um, Jalen Tolbert. Um, I liked Jalen Tolbert a lot more than I thought. Um, I just love how smooth he is. Like every route he runs, is just, he's a much better route runner than I thought he was. Um, coming from a small school, I kind of expected like a freak athlete to just overpowered people. But I really thought that he was a better technician in his routes than he's than I like, expected. Um, so do, where did you have uh, Tolbert on your list? You had him pretty high was as my, well. Yeah, mine used my wide receiver three for this list. Yeah. So he was two for me, three for you. So yeah, pretty much the same. Yeah, no, I, I really like Tolbert. So like, here's the thing. Like, I think his like natural celebra- uh, celebration, separation ability, uh, like in a phone booth against press coverage is like exceptional. Like he, he is like yeah. the quick, really quick feet, like really smooth laterally. Um, mm-hmm. I think like the route, like the route running itself, like how he breaks off his routes. It's not like he's like stiff in any regard or limited. It's just kind of like lazy because like their whole entire offense was like, focus on getting him the ball. Like he didn't really have to do yeah. much to get the ball. You know what I mean? Like, so I think yeah. like, so like the details within his actual routes, not like how he gets open, but within his actual routes could use some improvement. And uh, I guess the only other knock on him. And for me is that like, he's not this like elite athlete with this like unlimited ceiling. Right. But like yeah. his ball skills, all of like the, the necessary things that you have to have to be this outside wide receiver he has, and yeah, the ceiling might not be great, but he can come in and contribute right away and be, mm-hmm. I think, a more than viable option um, if the Bears were willing to take him. Yeah, I mean, I agree 100% with everything you just said. Um, I, I th- where, do, where do you think he's going to get drafted? Because I've seen some people say the third. I think he might get drafted in, in the second. Like, I don't think he's going to be available. He should. At 71. Like, I think, yeah, yeah, he should be drafted in the second. But, like, I've seen a lot of mocks with, like, the Bears taking him at 71. And, like, you know, maybe. Like, who knows what's going to happen. So, it's certainly possible. But I just feel like he's going to be – maybe the Bears could take him with their second second round pick. Then maybe they don't have to do it with the first. But that's kind of, you know, what I'm thinking. Yeah, so it's weird. Like, I don't know why people aren't talking about him more. Because I think, like, the only – again like what would scare teams away or maybe not he's he's like kind of like a tweener not a tweener I don't even know how to explain it like yeah he plays he played this X receiver role at South Alabama so I guess like the competition level is going to knock him a little bit but I still thought he dominated at the senior bowl but and then Mm -hmm. like in terms of athleticism he's just kind of like a good athlete across the board not really elite anywhere so maybe like a team just kind of sees him as like you know a jack of all trades master of none but even then like I don't know what else you're really chasing in this class for you to yeah. think that you like, you know what I mean? Could yeah, especially, the, the, in, especially in the second round, every, every receiver is going to have like some warts. Uh, exactly. You know, exactly. And like, yeah. And like the thing was with Tolbert, like he, I, I said this about George Pickens. So it was only fair to say about him, Tolbert too. He does have to put on weight. He's super skinny. Mm-hmm. He's also, I mean, he's 195 pounds at six one. So it's a little bit different, but he still has to put on five, 10, 15 pounds maybe. Um, so there's that. The small school is obviously a big concern, but he only had one. I think he, I saw this. He only had one game against a Power Five team in his entire career, and it was mm-hmm. like tennis. It was Tennessee, and he put up like 150 yards. Yeah, he dominated. So he, he dominated them, but still, it's still not a you know, no, not a full body of work. Um, but yeah, I really like him, and I like. I'm glad you brought up the Senior Bowl because he was like the best wide receiver at the Senior Bowl, and that should you know 
get people to not care as much about his small school. I love right. this route here. This is just like so smooth. Like he yeah, like he so consistently easy. did stuff like that on his tape. Like it was yeah. like like I wasn't surprised he came in there and impressed because like that that was the guy I watched. You know, like yeah, yeah. And this is just this is against Tennessee. Big playability, one handed catch. Like this is against it is. It's not against Olante Taylor. Olante Taylor's on their side, who I, mm-hmm. is a corner that I like, but that's still a nice play. And then this one, this is against Darian Kendrick, an SEC corner in Georgia. Pour one out. Yeah, not even close. <laughs> like I, I, I agree. I don't know why people aren't talking about him. No, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be a pretty good pro and a pretty someone who contributes pretty early on. Yeah, I just think he's not flashy across the board from yeah. his like profile, but his tape is like as good as any of the the big body yeah. receivers that we're we're going to talk about. Yeah, you know what it is? It's his. He doesn't have those like Twitter plays that you know yeah. he tweeted out with like a ridiculous catch. But he's always open and he makes the right play. So right. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I if the Bears can't get Sky Moore at thirty nine, I think I hope they get Tolbert at at forty eight. I would not be right. mad about that at all. Yeah, not at all. All right, the next guy we're going to talk about. I think this is going to get. This is a, one that Bears fans love. Uh, so we, or I guess love or hate, but it's Christian Watson from North Dakota state. I think you had him um, a little bit, just like one spot higher than me. So why, why do you like Christian Watson? Uh, I, I mean the potential, right? Like you, the, the speed is completely evident on his tape. I mean, like he is an elite athlete for NFL standards. That was only more evident in the Missouri Valley. Like he literally just run can run past people because they just don't have anyone who is comparable to him as an athlete in that conference. So the athleticism is real and like that speed shows up on tape. I mean, that was primarily how he was used. Um, Mm. And then like, I don't think he's stiff in any regard either for being a bigger body guy. That's usually where their, you know, weaknesses lie, but that's really Mm. not him. He's his change of direction was awesome. Um, And I, I think that showed up at the senior bowl where he was able to face more press coverage, which he didn't really do a whole ton at uh, North Dakota state. And that would probably be my biggest concern, right? Uh, the, we, we keep talking about these X receivers. Like this is what we want, these bigger body guys. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, an X receivers like greatest strength is winning one-on-one coverage. And it's not a question of whether or not Christian Watson is bad at that. Or like, I have any doubts. It's just, I haven't really seen him do it outside of like yeah. a couple reps at the senior bowl. So that would probably be my biggest question in terms of his projection um, and then obviously the ball skills were not great. Like he was not good in contested situations. He had a, more drops than you feel great about. I know drops are kind of unstable from year to year, but like, yeah, um, that is definitely not a strength of his game either. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I agree with hundred percent. everything you just said, like you were talking about these guys who are beating press and X receivers. I just want my X receiver to beat press and threaten the field vertically. And that's right. pretty much it. So He's definitely a guy who could do that, but I agree. He didn't I, – I think he could do it. I don't know he can do it because he didn't do it in college, but I don't see a reason why he wouldn't be able to do it in the pros. Um, so I like him there. The, I, the drops are definitely concerning. Um, I, I think he actually does have decent, like, body control in, like, adjusting to off, um, off-target off throws and, and yeah. snagging the ball. It's crazy. He makes these ridiculous catches, like, over the shoulder – jumping over the shoulder, and then will drop one that hits him in the hand. So – yeah, I don't and that know. Was, I feel like a lot and that of was the drops. Thing. That was the thing. Like, he would attack the ball the right way. He just, like, sometimes wouldn't come down. With, you know what I mean? Like, just, like, made the cat. You know what I mean? Like, you're, yeah. you did everything right leading up to it. It's like, just catch the ball. Like, and we're yeah. good. 
Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. And but he's just a freak athlete. So he, I, right. I'm a, usually a bet on traits guy, and there's no one, there's no wide receiver who has better traits than Christian Watson. Highest so, ceiling in the class. Highest, yeah, I mean, highest ceiling yeah. in the class. And I think that that extends to the first rounder guys too. Like, yeah, he could be the. If you told me Christian Watson's the best, going to be the best wide receiver in five years, those guys, I'd be like, yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like, the, like Sky Moore, I would probably be like, yeah, maybe. George Pickens mm-hmm. would be like, yeah. Joel and Taylor would be like, yeah, probably not. But Christian Watson, I'd be like, yeah, okay, that makes complete sense. Um, where I uh, mean, I mean, he was like the only person to ever test anything close to him at the combine was Calvin Johnson. Like that just shows you the kind yeah. of athlete that he is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to compare anyone to Calvin Johnson. I don't know. Right. That's, he, not, what he's that's not, not what you're he's, doing. Yeah, he's not Calvin but, Johnson. But but yeah, but the, the fact that he was just even in the conversation of Calvin Johnson right. is obviously a good thing. Um, the comparison I had, and I I feel like he's going to be a little bit better than MVS, Marquez Valdez, Scantling. Mm-hmm. But from kind of a similar standpoint, taller guys probably needs to put on a little bit of weight, not a ton of weight, but a little bit of weight deep threat, big playability with questionable hands. So I thought that was, you know, I think, you know, Marquez Valdez scandling probably not as good as Christian Watson, but that same type of player, especially, you know, in year one, I think Christian Watson's role is going to be that MVS. I don't think he, he's not a very uh, precise route runner right now. He played from a lesser competition. If the Bears draft him in the second, he's going to be a deep threat guy. And that's basically it in year one. And then, you know, you hope to develop him and, and turn him into that, dynamic number one option going forward but i think in year one an mbs comparison is pretty good i i I would be more than happy with that if you get that kind of production out of a rookie wide receiver who's not a first round that's funny because that was my confirm too so we see them very similarly yeah i mean i I feel like that that's an easy one that's some of the these comps like you know i like struggle with like who's it gonna be this one i was like okay no it's mbs 100 percent yeah um yeah, I have this one video that I liked. This is uh, him run blocking, actually. And they run block a lot in both Dakota State. But he was actually at the top of the screen. And then he just – look how much more athletic he is than all these people right. just running down the field. Like, it's crazy that, like, he should have never been in this in this league. I wish he, I wish he just had, like, transferred in, like, one year at, like, I don't know, any FBS. Yeah, just, honestly, but, no. Yeah. No, yeah, like, I, I, I wish he did, too. And, and like, uh, it's a great point that you brought up that they were a run-heavy offense. It wasn't like they were just, like, drop back, spread the ball around the field type of offense. Yeah. Like, so, again, it was more of, like, it's just a lot of questions rather than not, like, whether or not he can do it. I think the senior bowl, though, exactly. definitely gives you a boat of confidence to feel good about him heading into the NFL. Yeah, agreed. He he was awesome. Him and uh, Tolbert were were definitely the two best receivers at the Senior Bowl, no question. And yeah, and, and like I wonder, like if if he was in a uh, even if he was at an FCS school that just threw the ball more, would he be a first round pick? I, I don't right. Know. I just think you know he his stats are he only had 105 career receptions and you know 16 drops. So like I don't know, maybe if he was in a more prolific offense. Um, I don't know. I, maybe he'd go first round, or maybe he yeah. would, or maybe his deficiencies would have been highlighted more. So I don't know, but it's definitely, and he's definitely an interesting guy. And you know, I, I've, I think you know, in the second round, if you can draft a guy with his athleticism, t- take a chance. He also could be out of football in like two years. Yeah, uh, I so mean, who, who knows? <laughs> why do really Yeah, I'm willing to risk that in the second round. All right. So this is a guy. The next guy is a guy that you had. Um, a lot lower than I expected on your list. Um, I had him as number two receiver. 
um, as Jahan Dotson from Penn State. So wh- why did you um, rank him below these other guys? Uh, well, because he sucks. First, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I, I really All right, next, like- on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I really do like Jahan Dotson. Like, I do not want to uh, – like, I, I'm probably lower on him than the consensus, but, like, I, that doesn't mean I don't like him because there's a lot to like about his game. Uh, I think he has, like – some of the best ball skills in the class, especially for his size, like he plays just so much bigger uh, at the catch point than a guy who's 5'10", 178 pounds. Like he elevates for the ball. Um, I really like his route running. I really love his route running out uh, in the slot. Like when he has space to work with and he can run those option routes, whether they just be like the little short option routes or like the vertical option routes, I, I love him in that role. Um, I guess my biggest concern with him would be the physicality gave him trouble when he was on the outside. Um, I think that smaller frame, that's when it bites him, when he has to line up on the outside and run vertical routes and run into defenders. Like, yeah, yeah. he can shake, he can shake people. But uh, when he has to like stack receivers or stack, stack receivers, stack <laughs> corners, um, yeah. that's where I kind of, I, 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 that's kind of where I had my uh, woes with him. But um, I think he's going to be honestly like what I would use him he would be one of the better slot receivers in this draft class and like a very good slot receiver at the next level. Um, yeah. I don't know how much I'd want him to play on the outside. And like, I didn't think he was incredibly dynamic with the ball in his hands either. Um, so yeah. I like him. I like him though. That, that's, I don't want that to sound like a, a poor <laughs> evaluation because I do like him. No, I think you're, you hit the nail on the head. Everything you said, I mean, I like him just a little bit more, but you know, there's always going to be differences. I agree with you. I think he's a slot only guy. I wouldn't play him on the outside. Um, physicality really, you know, gave him trouble. So put him in the slot, allow, give him those option routes to go, you know, wherever he wants to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and just profit because he's going to get open. He's, he can beat NFL corners. He can beat NFL slot corners and, and yeah. And his body control, contested catches ability. I, I, uh, not so much good. I don't know why I included that contest catch, but his body control is, is pretty good. The one-handed grabs, everything like that. Um, yeah, I, I don't think, again, there's another guy. I don't think Jahan Dawson's going to be available for the Bears. I think he's going to be a late first-round pick, maybe to like the Chiefs or something. He has Chiefs written all over him um, to kind of replace Tyreek Hill. But, uh, yeah. you know, I, I, I think he, he'd be a, a good player in Chicago if they have the opportunity to take him. Yeah, no, 100%. He's also another guy I want – because he, I mean, he did a, this a bunch at Penn State, running those deep crossers, man. Like, he plucks the ball in the middle, like, in some traffic, man, and he will take some shots and still come down yeah. with the ball. Um, I love his hands over the middle of the field, and I think, like, again, when he's in the slot and he just has that room to work, that's going to be where he breads his butter for sure. Yeah. Or butters his bread. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I think I think we're both kind of on the same page with Jahan Dotson. Um, Slot-only guy, but could be a really good slot guy yeah um so i actually had a comparison for him that bears fans will be familiar with now i know we're talking about him calling dots in the slot only guy the guy I compare him to is not a slot only guy but does work in the slot a lot is darnell moody i think they're very similar wow. players um similar size very similar size similar athletic profile but i think they have the you know they could they play in the slot they can go deep they have good body control good hands you know, maybe not a perfect comparison, but um, just kind of the body type and the and the shiftiness and the and the and the speed kind of just you know made Darnell Mooney stick out in my mind. I actually really like that comp because I was struggling yeah. to find a comp for him. I was like, 
maybe like an Amron St. Brown kind of like I, not to say that they're the same player, but I want to use them the same ways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I actually, I actually like that a lot. Yeah. I think, yeah. Okay, good. Uh, there is one other video I want to show and I want to show this because um, it's just a great route from Dotson, but it also is an RIP to one of my draft crushes, Nick Cross. <laughs> Nick Cross. The Nick double Cross getting, getting burned. He's going to bite on those. But I mean, that's, uh, let me play that again. Just like the, the way he can sell that inside route and then beat them deep at just that, that was like the play that sold it to me. And especially since I, at that time I was watching Nick Cross and I was like, Nick Cross is so good. And then that happened. I was like, Oh, okay. All right. Poor one out. But uh, I still like Nick Cross third round draft pick to the bears. Chocolate. Dude, I love, I, I'm a big fan. We'll have to talk. Yeah. I mean, I just, on my other podcast was literally just got done talking about DBs and yes, uh, I am also a Nick Cross truther. All right. For sure. go. Nick, Nick Cross hive. <laughs> all right all right this is not the db podcast those the wide receiver podcast so yeah. we'll move on to the next one uh alec pierce from cincinnati um i think we both had him rated pretty pretty similarly um what, what are your thoughts on alec pierce uh he's another one of these big body guys who is a freak athlete in his own right insanely explosive insanely fast like and i think all of that shows up on tape maybe not as consistently as you want it to, but it shows up like he also is very good at the catch point, very good at adjusting his body to the ball. Uh, my, and, and uh, the releases, like I think his vertical releases are where he's best in terms of separation. My biggest concerns with him was anything that wasn't in a straight line was worrisome. In my opinion, he kind of struggles to change directions that kind of showed up in his agility times. Um, yeah. He rounds out his routes a lot and also, just contact, man, just gave him so much trouble for being as big as he is. Contact knocked him off the spot like way too much uh, for me to feel great about like him being an immediate contributor and have him having the ceiling right away. Um, yeah. But those are things he definitely needs to clean up. I don't know if he ever gets more fluid. I think that's kind of who he's going to be. But he's got to play stronger if he's going to be this bigger body guy. Yeah, I agree. He's very much a linear athlete. Ask, just send him deep and and don't ask him to do a lot more. But you will right. you will love that he's running deep and catching your deep balls from Justin Fields because he's very good at that. Um, I did think he he beat he beat press pretty well. Um, he did struggle with with contact from time to time, but I feel like he'll get there and he'll be more than adequate there. This is like the X receiver that everyone kind of envisions six three. He's a little bit bigger. He's like two hundred eleven pounds or something mm-hmm. like that. So I don't think that he does have that ability to, you know, play next. I would not play. I wouldn't want him in the slot, to be honest. No. As we've discussed, he doesn't have that change of direction uh, to really let that work. But as an ex vertical receiver, I think he's going to be, you know, um, very good at that. But my my concern is that's all he's ever going to be is just a vertical threat receiver. He's never going to be that complete wide receiver one. He's a wide receiver two or three kind of at best but I think that's like his floor too I, I mean there's there's value to what he brings to the table even if he never develops a route tree and just runs in a straight line there's value there yeah when I, I totally agree there definitely is value that's why I mean I I am a third round grade on him so it's not like I like think he's just like developmental guy like I think he can contribute um to some capacity it's like like you just said is that all he's going to be though which yeah. um you know who knows? But uh, I'd definitely be willing to take a chance on it at pick seventy-one if they didn't ha- if they didn't take a receiver until then, and he was on the board. Yeah, bring on yeah. Alec Pierce. Yeah, absolutely. At seventy-one, I think that would be a steal. 
Um, I think there's a, a very good chance that he's there at 71. Um, yeah. If they took him at 48 or like if they trade down and took him at like 50 something, I'd feel if they trade down and take him at like 50 something, I'd be okay with that. Uh, maybe it's a bit of a reach, but you get extra draft picks. Uh, but if they get him at just at 71, that's, I'd be more than happy with that. Yeah. 100%. Uh, who is, who is your comp for him? I'm curious to, to see oh, this. Oh man. I, I have one, but I don't love it. And I really struggle to find one. And okay. like, when I struggle to find a comp, it's like, maybe this guy is not very good because like, there's not a historical precedent, but <laughs> right. I think I, I think I got one. It's not, I've got not super happy with it, but Tyro Williams. And Tyrell Williams had a much better change of direction. So that three coming down there, that shows the change of direction. So I'm thinking more Tyrell Williams on the Raiders rather than Tyrell Williams on the Chargers. Just yeah. that big that big playability, take the top off the defense, run a straight line. Again, not super thrilled about that comp, but it's, it's what I came up with. Um, no, I, yeah. I think it's – I think it's decent. I, I kind of like that. I mean, Tyrell Williams was used in, a, in similar ways – so I, right. I can see where you're going with that. My comp for him was Martavis Bryant. And Martavis oh, Bryant, because like they only did, like Martavis Bryant really only succeeded in a straight line or in contested yeah. catch situations in the red zone. Like that is Al Pierce in my opinion. Yeah, actually, I like that one a lot. I think I, I'm going to steal that one. Uh, <laughs> I, like my, I like Martavis Bryant. Um, yeah, hopefully he doesn't have the other concerns of Martavis that, Bryant. Just, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. But yeah, so yeah, I, I like that a lot. Like you said, the contested catchability, the jumping ability, the ability to outjump guys. That 40 and a half inch vertical is not for show. That showed up on tape. Um, 100%. So yeah, just run down the field, jump and catch it. And I think you got you got something in Alec Pierce. Yeah, no, I totally um, agree. I do have one other video. Oh, two actually videos I want to show. This one's at the senior bowl, and this was not a straight line. So this is – he actually does kind of sink his hips there a little bit. And it is mm-hmm. a little rounded, but it's not It's not as terrible as I thought it was going to be. No, so yeah, I wanted to show true. this. He does have, like, that those dig routes. He can do stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe not on a consistent basis, but he does And I don't, I don't mean to knock him, but, like, if you watch this release right here, it's, like, pretty he's, clunky. He stumbles yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, And that was more of my issue because, like, when he was struggling to get off contact, he didn't really have the quicks to, like, shake guys. You know what I mean? Like, when guys were able to get their hands on him, then it was a problem. Yeah, absolutely. And then the other one I want to show, because I I saw another tweet from someone. I forget who it was. It was just someone on Bears Twitter saying, like, they didn't like Al Pierce because of – he didn't have the production, which I think is, you know, fair. His production wasn't crazy, mm-hmm. but I have, I do have this video from, this is from the state, uh, from the national championship. Here he is on the getting wide open. Ball just doesn't go his way, but he burned that cornerback. And then this is actually a really good slant and the ball just yeah. gets tipped at the line. So that's two touchdowns he could have had that just, you know, you know, didn't go the, his way. But um, I do and think he- his production could have been better. He obviously was not hindered by quarterback play. Desmond Ritter is a pretty good quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, but he was just asked to just run, run deep. And, you know, so he's going to, it was going to, he's never going to be a hundred catcher guy. He's going to be a 50 reception a year guy. Which yeah. Is and if you, and if you think about it too, Cincinnati was killing people. Like they, they That's weren't throwing point. the ball down the, the field, like, like late in the games because they didn't have to. So like, if that was all he was for Cincinnati's offense, like that was obviously going to hurt his production too. Yeah. Absolutely. That's another good point. All right. So we're, we're thumb, thumbs up on Alec Pierce in the third round. Um, next guy is a guy I, I struggled with. Um, it's uh, John Mechie from Alabama. He obviously had um, injured. He had the torn ACL um, in December, so he couldn't do any athletic tests or anything. Mm-hmm. 
but he's a great route runner. I mean, he's a typical Alabama wide receiver. Anyone, any Alabama wide receiver who comes out in the draft is going to be a great route runner. He's definitely that. I just don't think he's that great of an athlete. Like even, even before the ACL, ACL injury, I thought he was just, you know, maybe an average or maybe at best slightly above average. Um, and I, I just, I'm worried that that, you know, ACL injury is going to sap any, get him to a below average athlete. And then he's just a, you know, a below average athlete. And, and but I, I struggle with that because, you know, he is a good route runner. That's usually what translates to the NFL. So I'm curious how you, you view John Mechie. I, I view him in a lot of the same, similar lights. I mean, I guess I'm not factoring in the ACL as much because I just don't have privy. No, I, I don't know enough about it um, sure. to, like, project that out. But I totally understand the concern because I don't think he's a great athlete, to be honest. Um, he's just – I think the appeal to him is his, his pro readiness as a route runner and his ability to get open. He gets open pretty well on like all levels of the field. But again, he's, I, I, when I wrote about him, I wrote, uh, he's a, a jack of all trades, master of none kind of receiver. Like yeah. he just doesn't really excel anywhere, but he's reliable. And if he's like your third option of an offense, I think you're in good shape. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes, goes back to the, like that old scout. I think like, where does this guy win? Like mm-hmm. how, what separates him from everyone else? And it's like, you know, like you said, he's a master, uh, jack of all trades, master of none. And it's like, yeah, he, he does everything good, but he doesn't have that one thing to kind of hang his hat on. Like exactly. He's going to do this in the pros and he's going to be great at it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think he is more of like a, a number three receiver, maybe a low end number two receiver. Um, but there's value there too. You know, if you, with the ACL injury, I don't know when he's going to get a draft. I think Dave Brugler had him in the third round. I wouldn't take him in the third round. I would take him in the fourth round though. Probably no problem. Yeah, he'd be one of those guys that, like, if the Bears traded back, you would yeah. you'd probably look to target, you know, in the, in the third round or whenever. If they get one of the, like, a later third-round pick or a fourth-round pick, yeah, I'd probably feel comfortable taking him there. I would not take him at 71. Yeah, no. Um, the, the appeal to him, like, you mentioned it was the pro readiness, though, so maybe that would appeal more to the Bears, Some mm-hmm. considering they have such a glaring need at wide receiver. They can get a guy maybe the late third, early fourth, if they trade back and get a fourth-round pick, who yeah. can play right, play right away, assuming his ACL injury is fine, and we don't have that medical information. So we just got to right. assume that he's going to be okay. Um, so, yeah, that could be a guy who, who you draft in the fourth round who plays right away and catches – 50 passes for 800 yards. But yeah, the other thing I, I, I didn't that turned me off John, John Menchie is he wasn't really a big play threat. A lot of his stuff was underneath um, he and, and intermediate. He did go to the mirror, but he didn't have a lot of like deep passes. I think most of his catches, I don't have the stats on I me. Mean, I should have written it down, but it was like some certain per, high percentage of his uh, receptions were under 20 yards. Um, so that was a little concerning to me. Yeah, that's definitely not a, a huge part of his game. I, I think, yeah. like, the best course for him in terms of, like, expanding the field for him is working vertically out of the slot. But, like, even then, I, I don't know how great that will ever be. Like, I don't know how much of a part that will ever be in his game. Yeah, I, I, he's a guy who's just, like, very mad on. Like, I think yeah. he can be he can I don't be really good. have a take. I don't really have a yeah, take like, about John I don't think, like, I don't think anyone has a take about John Yeah, Mitchell. Everyone just kind of agrees that he's a good route runner, is pro-ready, and will probably have a very long, unsuspe- unsuspect, spectacular career. Yeah, and, definitely. You know, I'll take that in the fourth round. Right. Um, I did love this one play, though. This isn't even a reception. This is um, – it was an interception by Florida, and then John Mechie comes down from the bottom and just lights them up. I don't know. There's oh nothing about that. I just liked it because it was a huge hit. And yeah. I love big hits. So I just want to throw that in there. Um, 
definitely helping a stock out right by, by showing yeah, the people. I mean, <laughs> yeah, NFL coaches are gonna love that. Like, yeah. If if like um Jim Harbaugh were still in the NFL, he would have taken him in the first round just one hundred percent. One hundred percent. All right. The next guy is a guy I think I'm a little bit more excited about. Um maybe lower floor though is Danny Gray from SMU. Um big speed guy. You can't mention Danny Gray without mentioning his four three speed and that four three mm-hmm. speed is evident on tape like that's how he wins and that's that's that one trait that he has that he can hang his hat on and he will win in the NFL with his speed um so curious how you feel about Danny Gray I think you actually had him higher than I did uh I I like Danny Gray uh like you said he's kind of a one-trick pony but man coaches (laughs) love that one trick that he has um he is a field stretcher that defenses always have to account for um when they're on the field because he will he'll get behind you man he'll make you pay so um, I think he's kind of stiff as a route runner in terms of like expanding his route tree. I think you really only want him running that vertical route tree, like your go routes, your post routes, your crossers mm-hmm. over the field. Um, like I doubt any time he had to break, it wasn't as clean. Um, and he's not very physical, but like he, he honestly reminded me a lot of Marquise Goodwin in that regard. Like someone you can just scheme open deep targets and he can win on the outside too, if he's just running in a straight line. So um, yeah. I, I liked him. Uh, I probably wouldn't take him into the fourth round, but uh, still like if I can get him there, I feel great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a fourth round guy who he has, I mean, I agree with you hundred percent. He's not a lateral mover. He's not, his change of direction is, is poor. I would say not mm-hmm. even like average. Um, but he does, I mean, when he gets the ball in his hand, I would just send him on, on deep routes and crossers, just like drag routes. And that's pretty much it. And, but he would be, he's going to be very good at those couple things. Yeah. He'll be time. awesome. So, and yeah, his hands were a little shaky, but um, I just think that you can't teach that speed. And yeah, I mean, and that's really what it comes down to is he's just really, really fast. Like he's fourth round, I think is what you said. That's probably where I would, that. Uh, have to and then, I don't know maybe you could teach him to be a route runner he's not a good route runner now but maybe he picks up a few things and maybe he can develop into like a solid number two receiver as his like ceiling maybe even like a high-end number two receiver um, but he could also be another guy who's out of the league in a few years um, definitely I like I think him and Alec Pierce are very similar Pierce is much bigger obviously the size difference there but like their style of play is very similar if you can't get Alec Pierce in like the second or third round you, you draft that speed and, and deep play and go route guy in Danny Gray a couple rounds later. Yeah, 100%. And I think with like when you have a quarterback like Justin Fields who likes to throw the ball down the field, you can never have enough of those guys. Like it, that, that element of your offense is missing. It, it really, really hurts your offense. So like give me all those guys that are available, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, he is a little older. He was a junior college guy. Um, so he's like 20, he's a 20, he's 23 currently. So he'll be, you know, 24 at the end of next year. But I, I, on a third, on the day three, I don't care how old you are, but that is something to just kind of keep, keep in mind. Um, I didn't have a great comparison on, on, on Danny Gray. There's just so many guys who are just fast and run a straight line, Yeah, Um, but I didn't, I didn't have like a really good comparison. So I think I, I have. Quez Watkins and I, I think that's this is just a hundred percent based on just their speed. Yeah. So I mean I just I was I was struggling with that one. Um but I th- Quez Watkins has had a decent uh, start to his career with the with the Eagles. He's had a decent couple of years. So I think if you can get someone like that who who's a role player 
early on in his career on day three. You take that. Yeah, I'll take that all 10 times out of 10. Exactly. All right. Uh, this is a guy that um, Bears fans like, or at least did like early on in the process. Um, it's David Bell from Purdue. Um, so David Bell at one point was, was people were talking about him in the second round. I never really saw it. And then his athletic testing came out and it was like, yeah, no, this guy's not a second round prospect. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm curious what you, what your thoughts are on David Bell. So I went back and rewatched him. Like actually, while I was writing my rankings and I was like, maybe I'm being a little too harsh on him. And I think I came away liking him more than I initially watched him. Uh, I think there's just like a there's some nuance to his game and some craftiness that obviously, you know, is hard not to admire. But at the end of the day, he has not only like below average NFL traits, like red flag worthy athletic NFL traits like uh, he tested in the 32nd percentile or below in every single athletic test. Like it's one thing if you did it in one test. No, he did it in every second. And that kind of shows itself on tape. So. I think he can survive as this like big slot receiver in the NFL, like kind of like how the saints use Michael Thomas. He's obviously not Michael Thomas, but <laughs> yeah. uh, I think he can survive in that kind of role. I don't, I don't see where that they fit that with the bears. Cause that is not, the bears are not going to really have that role. It's going to be a bunch of, they want speed. That's what they want. Yeah. They want speed to uh, for crossers and they want speed for vertical routes and, I don't really know where David Bell fits into that equation. I'd be shocked if he ended up in Chicago, honestly. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I don't see him fitting what they want speed. Um, I, I, I I think I need to go back and rewatch him because I, I when I watched him the first time, I was like, this guy's not even a guy. Um, like he had put up big stats, but he was all just, you know, physicality. And like he was pushing like cornerbacks at the top of route. And like not getting called for pass interference, I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so maybe I need to watch yeah. him again. Uh, but yeah, he's. I don't see him being on the Bears' radar. Like you said, that you can see the athletic athletic scores at the bottom there. Like a 1.5610 yard is is really bad. Like it's he's he's and, not and gonna be able to separate. Yeah, and everyone values testing differently. Like I think you know, tests obviously matter. Like certain tests obviously matter for certain positions. But like when you have nothing to hang your hat on, like Cooper Cup, yeah, he ran slow, but his change of direction was insane. And like if you watch how the Rams use him, he lines up in the slot, and he's a change of direction nightmare for corners. Like David Bell, there's nothing to point to to like say, hey, use him like this. So yeah. um, my my comp for him was actually Riley Ridley. Uh, someone okay. who was a good college receiver, but like just didn't have the traits to to translate in the NFL. Yeah, I, li- I like that. Um, yeah, I, I, when I watch, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch him again. I think when I do that, I'm going to be thinking big slot, like you said, because when I was watching him, I was thinking this is an X receiver. I'm going to kind of evaluate him that way. Mm-hmm. I never really considered him in the slot, but I kind of like that now that you mentioned that. So yeah, because I mean, I mean he is pretty good after the catch. Like I mean, his yeah. PFF stats were pretty good. I just don't know if that looks worse when he's surrounded by NFL athletes, you know what I mean? Like yeah, the big 10 and the NFL is, is yeah, pretty yeah. different. <laughs> yeah, no, agreed. Uh, I had a cop for him that I actually uh, kind of liked. Um, Quintez Cephas from the Lions played at Wisconsin. That's a good cop. A good cop. F- physical receiver does not separate, but wins contested catch opportunities, um, beats press and stuff like that. He was actually a little slower um, than David Bell. Um, but the agilities were a little better. Jumps were a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a guy who wins with physicality. And Cephas has had some success with the Lions. He's not, you know, 
he's not a he's a number like four or five receiver, but he's on right. the roster, which is more than what I thought he was going to be when he ran a four seven three. So I think that's that's the kind of the guy he could be. Maybe with a little more upside, I think he was a little bit more productive in college than Cephas was, but you know, maybe at best like a third wide receiver is kind of how I view him. That's his ceiling. I feel like like the the yeah. third option of a good third offense option. is probably his, is his ceiling. Yeah, exactly. This, I feel like the I have one other comp, and like this is not a comp that I'm making. I want to put that out there, but I feel like this is the comp that um, anyone who's like a big fan of Bell will bring up is like Anquan Bolden, and like the the, yeah, the biggest outlier, like the in biggest NFL outlier wide, of all time. wide receiver history. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I mean, again, not, I'm not comparing it to that. I just think right. will we'll compare him to Anquan Bolden. Like, yeah, the Anquan Bolden did test very poorly, but no one's Anquan Bolden, and that was 20 years ago now. So. Right. Yeah, and I, I saw someone that. compare him to Allen Robinson. And I was like, dude, have you seen Allen Robinson's ex- jumps and his change of yeah. direction was insane. Like, yeah. he, and, and he, he still ran, ran faster. Yeah, he still ran I was going to say, he ran like a 4-4 four, four at the combine. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. No, that's, I, I, people just like see, like compare on size. Like, oh, he's 6'1", 212. That's right. kind of like Allen Robinson. And then, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, no. But um, I do, this is the route that I was talking about earlier when he, he's at the top of the screen here. But he literally just runs up to the corner and like pushes him. Yeah, <laughs> it's open, and that wasn't called. I don't see like a flag. Like they didn't call that. Like so, like, there's a, a couple of, that. of those on his tape. Yeah, yeah. there's a couple. Of I just like that's. Sure. I just thought that was so funny watching that. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, so going from David Bell to someone who's an exact opposite, um, we're going to talk about Wandale Robinson. Now, I had one. This is a player that we very much differed on because I had Wandale Robinson as like. My like sixth or something, seventh receiver, and you hit him at like sixteen. Um, so I, so I'll take this one if I think if that's on me to, to if I if I because I ranked it very high. I just think his he didn't actually test super great. He tested as like a you know a, an average to slightly above average athlete, but I just think his change of direction. He's a better route runner than I'm giving credit. He's giving credit for. He plays a lot bigger than what he is because he's only like five seven, one hundred eighty pounds or five eight hundred eighty pounds. I think. He plays a lot bigger than that. Maybe not so much at the catch point because he can get bodied by physical corners and, and doesn't win a lot of 50-50 balls. But he just he's just is like a he's like a bulldog. I feel like he he's smaller, but he he play he, he thinks he's bigger than he is. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Like he doesn't know that he's 5'8", 180 pounds. So that's why I like him. That I mean that change of direction to make people miss in the open field. I feel like he's the most elusive wide receiver in this class after the catch. Um, he makes everyone miss. Um, he's going to provide value as a punt and kick returner too. So that adds some value. Um, so I actually really like him uh, in the third round at that pick 71. Um, he does fit what the bears want in that West coast offense of getting the, their playmakers, the ball and letting them kind of, you know, create after the catch. Um, so I'm curious why, um, I mean, it, not that I'm, I, I, not that I'm saying I'm right, but I'm just curious what you saw to, to rank him so low. No, I saw a lot of the same things. I really like him after the catch. I really like him when he gets some schemed up touches. Um, and I think he does, doesn't get enough credit for like his conventional wide receiver ability. Like he can run routes and everything like that. Yeah. Really, this is just athletically based. Like if you're going to be that size, you better be a Calvin Austin level athlete. Like that, that's kind of where I stand with it. And like, he just that's isn't. And, and, and that's, that's what scares me. And uh, I still like him. Like, I uh I think what I had him a lot higher and I factored the testing into the grades and that kind of brought him down for me. 
Um, yeah. But like I, everything that you said, I'm right there with you. Like there is a lot to like um, on his tape. I just don't know if he is a every down player. Um, what I'm really intrigued with him though, because he started off as a running back kind of at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. I want him running option routes out of the backfield. Like that's oh, what I yeah, think I like, like I, because like the, we've seen obviously with Debo Samuel, but like I feel like teams are starting to leverage that more. And I think he's like the perfect player to start doing that with and can just be an absolute mismatch in that regard. Yeah, I like that. I think um, like a, a, I didn't have this comparison thought until you said that, but like a Tariq, use them out of the Bears, use Tariq Cohen. They're the same, yeah. like similar size. Use them out of the backfield as a pass catcher. Maybe give him a couple rushes here or there, but then also put him in the slot and let him let him work out of there. So I think that is actually a pretty good comp, and I wish I would have thought about that, that earlier because I would have put the RAS score in here. But yeah, I like that a lot. And and every, yeah, what you're saying about he's not he did test bit much worse than I thought he was. And like, yeah, in Kentucky, completely lied about his height. They said he was five eleven. <laughs> yeah, and he yeah. showed up five eight. I was like. Because when I watched him, I was like, there's no way he's 5'11". Like, he I, looks small. And, yeah, I did yeah. the same thing. I did yeah. the exact same thing. I was, like, watching him, and I was like, oh, man, this guy's really good. Like, how tall is he? Like, I wanna, so I looked it up, and I was like, 5'11". I was like, no way he's 5'11". There's no way. No That's what he's putting on his, like, Tinder profile. He's 5'11". Yeah. <laughs> For uh, real. But, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, he. I think he is more of a gadget player um, at the next level, but – I think like a Tavon Austin guy kind of guy would be also a good, another good example. Um, I think I do, I will stand on my soapbox and say Tavon Austin came into the league too early. If he was came into the league five years later, he would have been used a lot better. And I think that's kind of how you could use Wondell Robinson gadget guy. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's a, that's a really good, that's a really good point uh, that you make there, Stephen, because uh, I feel like the NFL has gotten so much better at leveraging these gadget players. Like they finding yeah. more creative ways to get them the ball in their hands and like, um, I've never been like that guy who like, you know, stands on the soapbox for gadget guys. Like there's some <laughs> that obviously intrigue me, but I know that's like yeah, a yeah. thing for some people. I'm not saying that's for you, but like, um, but sure. no, Wondell Robinson, I think like his ceiling would probably be like a pretty decent slot receiver. Like I think he can, mm-hmm. he still offers slot qualities, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. Everything we've, we've said about him is, is pretty spot on. So, um, I don't think I have any, I don't have any videos about him. So we move on to the next guy. Uh, next guy is very similar. These, it's, it's fitting that we're talking about these guys back to back. Um, Cause you've also mentioned him earlier, but Calvin Austin, cause he's similar size, but he did test as a much better athlete than, than Wondell Robinson did. And I believe you had Austin higher than Robinson, correct? Yeah. Out of all the smaller gadget guys, Calvin Austin, I had the highest just because Okay, well, what you just showed right there, he played 90% of his snaps on the outside, which is insane Mm -hmm. considering he's only 5'7", or or 5, he'g like 5'8", I guess, if you round. Yeah, 5'7", 6'8", yeah. Yeah, uh, 5'8", 170 pounds. He played primarily on the outside, ran wide receiver routes like an outside receiver. um, And, yeah, he won consistently. Like, the guys couldn't cover him. I mean, he was incredible at the senior bowl, untouchable, like – He just ran away from everybody. Um, Obviously, the size is alarming. But like I said before, if you're going to be that small, you better be an elite athlete. And Calvin Austin is one of the most elite athletes we've ever seen at the wide receiver position. So out of of all the guys I want to bet on, I want to bet on him for sure. That's fair. I also think he's a better route runner than than Robinson. Yeah. Um, 
So now, now I'm thinking like, why the hell did I rank Robinson above Calvin Austin? But I kind of threw <laughs> that list together at kind of at the last minute when I saw your list. So I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to use that as an excuse, but yeah, I, I like Fair. Calvin Austin as well as you, yeah, I pulled up his RAS scores. I also compared him to kind of Tavon Austin, maybe a little less gadgety than Tavon Austin. You know um, who my comp for him was? What do you got? Taylor Gabriel. Okay. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a great one. Cause like, he's like the only other small receiver I can think of that played on the outside that like could actually win there. You know, like I, yeah, I couldn't think of another guy that really did that. He's such an interesting, yeah, unique profile. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a good one. The other guy I was thinking of, and I think I compared him to someone else, another guy we're going to talk about soon, but um, Tyler Lockett kind of sometimes. That's a good one. Outside. That's a good one. But I think that's he's a, a little bit bigger. I think he's a little mm-hmm. bit bigger, but yeah, I mean, I do think, I, I don't I'm not sure if he can play on the outside of the NFL. I know he did I, it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I know he did it in college and like I actually have some videos here. Like he he can beat press. I mean like this is him, like look at that, like much bigger. He got around. I mean he kind of slowed him down, but at least got off that pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and like this one I mean that was I think this he's, one just, he's filthy. Like he's filthy. Yeah, like this route is like one of the filthiest ones. Um so yeah, I, I think he's more of a slot guy, but maybe he could play on the outside in a pinch, like if you need him to. Yeah. But yeah, no, he's not gonna he's not gonna make his money there. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean I really like Calvin Austin too. And he also was he at the yeah, he also dominated the senior bowl. Him, Tolbert, and, and Christian Watson were were all I thought they were the three shoulders. best receivers. Yeah, three best yeah. receivers at the senior bowl. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, um, he's a he's a much better route runner than I think he's given credit for the elite athlete. Um, he had some drops, but I, I mean, if you give me big playability, I can live with some drops. Um, but yeah, uh, elusiveness, you guys have the catch guy. He he's another guy who could also probably be a punt, punt returner, kick returner, so he provides that value as well. Um, so obviously, that's not going to drive him up draft boards too much, but it is something to keep in mind. One hundred percent. Um, right. Yeah. So yeah. my 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 confidence was like Austin, Tyler Lockett, something like that. I think you can use them in very similar ways. I I also, I mean, I know we said it about a lot of these guys. I want him getting vertical from the slot. Like I think he can be mm-hmm. a nightmare um, yeah, in that absolutely. kind of role. Um, yeah, some and, slot fades. Yeah, definitely. And I was going to ask you, where would you be comfortable drafting Calvin Austin? Oh. Um, I think I would take him in the third. I'd feel comfortable taking him at 71. Um, wow. I, yeah, I mean. No, I'm right there with you. I, I think I, I would I'm, I'm, I'm warming up to it the more I watch it. Cause I didn't like him the first time I watched him just cause yeah. I, I, I went in with the mindset. He's always oh, super small. Like uh, he's gadget guy, but like the, the more I watched him and opened my mind, I was like, dude, he's winning like an outside receiver and running yeah. with like running with really good routes. So. Yeah, I'm. I would not be mad if they took him at seventy-one. Yeah, I think I would be because, like, like you kind of mentioned it earlier, how the NFL has has changed over the years, um, mm-hmm. and they're moving more towards the college game, college style. Yes. So those guys who were five eight, hundred seventy pounds, like ten years ago, Kelvin Austin would be undrafted. Mm-hmm. Same with Robinson, both of them. But I yeah. feel like now with 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 the you know teams getting smarter and teams understanding how to use these guys, I think he's. Yeah, I think the third round is where he would I'd be okay with. And if you can get him in the fourth, then great. But yeah, that'd be um, awesome. I'm not sure. Not sure if he would be there. But yeah. Um but yeah, I think with teams getting smarter, they're 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 warming. They see how what Tyreek Hill did uh for mm-hmm. the Chiefs and they're like, you know, I don't want to compare him to Tyreek Hill, but he can he does kind of the same similar things. He so. he does definitely do similar things. 
Yeah, like if there is a Tyreek Hill in this draft class, it's Calvin Austin. Awesome. Yeah, and if you're talking about a level of athlete, Tyreek Hill, like that is that's Calvin Austin. Like he is yeah. an elite, elite, elite athlete. Yeah. You know, I talked myself into it. I'm taking him in the second. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, no, I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll stick, stick with the third. Stick with the third. For sure. For sure. All right. Uh, a couple more guys here we're going to talk about. Um, Khalil Shakir from Boise State. Um, I think you had him a little – I think actually, I think we had him around the same same, uh, same uh, area. Uh, great body control. Maybe some of the mm-hmm. best body control. Okay. The catches he makes are amazing. I know he's just breaking a tackle right there, but he's not super elusive. Um, not going to break a lot of tackles, but he is going to uh, make – Great catches, good route runner, good body control. He has the quickness to to separate and, and to beat press. Um, so how, how do you feel about Khalil Shakur? Yeah, I mean, I, I am with you on everything you just said. I think he's kind of a slot guy only, uh, which mm-hmm. is fine. You know, like they, those guys have a role. Um, I don't know if there's any like separating skill that he provides um, than some of the other receivers in this draft, but like, uh definitely a guy I would want in the slot if he was available on like day three like round four mm-hmm. um can be a quality slot receiver uh like you said awesome ball skills I think he's like super deceptive in how he attacks the ball like he never shows his hands uh he, he's yeah, very big, good at that big flashes yeah yeah he's not spectacular as an athlete like he's just pretty okay across the board I don't think he's ever outside of like making some crazy catches uh, down the field. Like, I don't know if he thinks he's going to stretch the field. I think this is a guy you want working like the short and intermediate parts of the field. And like in the red zone, I think is where he really thrives. So yeah, I, I like him. Okay. Yeah. I like him too. I agree with you. Mostly it's not, I do think he has some outside ability, but most of the time he's going to be a slot. And I like guys who can kind of do multiple things. I don't like to draft just an X receiver or just a slot guy. Right. I like to be able to move around. I think he's a guy who can do that. He is a little bit bigger. He's about six foot, almost 200 pounds. So he's not like that. He's not like Robinson and Austin who are 180 pounds. Like I think he could play on the outside a little bit, but mostly yeah. From the slot. Um, I think he can run. I think he can run shorter routes on the outside. Like I don't like, I just didn't see him like run by anybody. Like that was mainly my concern. Like, he wasn't the yeah. guy who was going to like win vertically on the outside in terms of like underneath separation. Absolutely. I think he can do that from anywhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a guy who's like a, uh, I don't know. What do you draft from fourth round, fourth, fifth round? Yeah. I think he's, I, yeah. I think he's going to go somewhere earlier, earlier on day three for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, like we, we said earlier, every, everyone we're talking about at this point is not going to be perfect. So um, and that's kind of what Shakir is, but I think he could be a solid number three receiver on a, yeah. on a good on a good team. Or you know, if he's your number two, maybe that's not great, but a solid three working doing some damage from the slot. Um, I like that a lot. And yeah, I've, I I think he would be a target for the Bears in the fourth, fifth round. Uh, if he makes it to the fifth, that'd be probably a steal. But yeah, in the fourth round, if if they acquire a fourth round pick, I think that would be a, a good fit in their system. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, they've had him in for a visit, so. Um, they yeah. probably are interested. Yeah, this is um, – oh, that's not the one I thought it was. This is the one I wanted to show. This catch – this is what we're talking about with those crazy catches. Like, that is, like, one of the greatest catches I've ever seen. Right down the Insane. side of the line. Yeah, again, he didn't beat – yeah, he, this is against zone coverage, so he wasn't separated, but just a crazy catch that I wanted to show. It's Odell um, back a mask. <laughs> oh, that's the comparison. You heard it here yep. first, Tom Gavinaugh, yep. compared yep. to Shakira to Odo Beckham. Next that's OBJ, the, man. That's what I'll be tweeting out to get people to, to listen to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, next guy I want to talk about is a guy that you had ranked much higher than I did. I didn't have him on my list. I think you had him in the top 10 or eight or something. Romeo Dobbs. or do I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, I watched Romeo Dubs, Dobbs, whatever, how you pronounce it. And I was very, very unimpressed. So I'm curious to why you why you like him so much. Well, uh, it's actually pronounced Dubs, and that's solely why. Okay. I, I, I have that high because his name is just amazing. Um, no, okay. but uh, I I need to rewatch him. Okay, so like in all fairness, I haven't gone back and uh, rewatched him after the senior role, and he was okay. not good at the senior role like that yeah he was alarms went off like alarms went off when i was watching him (laughs) he really struggled to get off contact uh and he really struggled to catch the ball and like the contact was more of a question i didn't know whether or not he could do it because he was playing in the mountain west and they play a bunch of like soft shoot press like they don't actually like get hands on uh Mm -hmm. corners like in that a lot of those teams run that kind of coverage or the, the the corners don't actually get hands on receivers so that was kind of my biggest question with him because he's, he is, you know, a little thin um, at 6'2", 200 pounds. Um, yeah. But I like really like the deep speed. I think he is fast. He wasn't able to test uh, this, pre-draft or this pre-draft process because he actually got hurt at the Senior Bowl, which is why yeah. I'm a little more like benefit of the doubt. He was playing injured. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the vertical stuff, I really liked him. I thought he could win outside. Doesn't really offer much else, but again, like if, as long as you have that tr- trump card where you can, you know, take the top off, uh, that's kind of why I gravitated towards him. All sure. fairness, I definitely need to re- rewatch him though. Yeah, also in all fairness, you're not the only person who has him pretty high, so it's not like you. It was just you. I've seen other people on Bears Twitter who really like him, so that's why I was like, I, I'm missing something. And I do think he does have that deep playability. That is something that he can hang his hat on in the NFL. Um, and do I don't know maybe he's not you know he's probably a four or five guy I would guess um, but like low four or five like what that's what I'm four. worried about if he's not yeah. as fast as he looked against Mountain West competition yeah I will that's say this what I'm thinking yeah I will say this if you want to watch the best Romeo Dubs watch his 2020 tape his 2020, 2020 tape was okay. way better than his 2021 tape and that's kind of why I started watching him last summer because I was watching Carson Strong for something. And I was like, yeah. who is this number seven dude? Like he's torching people. Um, yeah. I, I and, love when that happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the and, best part. Uh, I found out he was like a draftable guy that some people were kind of high on. So that's kind of why I had like an early lure to him. Okay. All right. Well, I'll have to give him another look. And like I said, I know other people, who, other Bears fans who like him a lot too. Um, yeah. I, so when I watch guys, like I, uh, I have a terrible memory. So like I will like create like, vi- like gifts and vi- videos of like good things they do bad things they do and save them so that way when i can always go back and like watch them mm-hmm. and i went, went back and rubbed dubs literally i had like four videos and all of them were bad 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 videos. So I was like, <laughs> oh man uh and it was mostly videos of him at the senior bowl because like you said he was getting he was getting manhandled by press but maybe he was injured there yeah so, he was not good at the senior bowl like full yeah, disclosure he was bad like that is why i'm worried about like liking him prior yeah well, you still have time to change your rankings if you want to, but don't change your rankings just because I said so. Yeah. Um, all right. A uh, few more guys. One more guy I want to talk about, and then two guys I just want to mention that I had. Uh, but I really want to talk about Bo Melton because I really love Bo Melton. You had him pretty high as well. I think he's the guy you want on day three. Yes. Um, he was in a terrible offense at Rutgers. Quarterback sucked. Just everyone sucked on, on Rutgers, except for Bo Melton. Um, so look at that. He just like made three people miss with that juke. Um, so his, his production wasn't great in terms of stats, 
but he's got speed. He's got quickness. He's got, he can run, uh, yak ability. Um, he's not very physical. He's not going to be a contested catch guy, but as a slot guy, uh, and he's a little bit bigger than like I, I thought he was when you watch him. I'm like, okay, he's, he's small, like Calvin Oster or Wanda Robinson, but he was actually five eleven hundred ninety pounds. Like that's not, that's not small. That, that can play on the outside, potentially probably going to make his living in the slot. Uh, but I think he's the guy you want on, on day three. And I think he's going to go in the fourth round, but I know I've said that a lot about now that I keep, I keep saying this guy's going in the fourth round. I'm like not all these guys can go in the fourth round. So if some of these people are probably going to be in the fourth, fifth round, maybe Melton's one of those guys. Um, so I really like Bo Melton. He's kind of my, my guy on day three. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I, uh, when I was writing about him, I was like, I all about out of all these day three, like smaller guys, Bo Melton's the one I want to bet on, not including Calvin Austin, obviously, because we think he's going to go higher than that. But like, um, yeah. awesome athlete at the senior bowl. I was like, who is this guy? Like he was, he was torturing people at the senior bowl in the one-on-one drills. Um, mm-hmm. That's what he really caught my attention. I was like, all right, I'm going to have to watch him. Like you said, Rutgers offense was like the worst offense I've ever seen watching football yeah, ever. Not- like it, it was horrible. <laughs> like their quarterback was terrible. Short arms, everything. They use him down the field a ton. He can't make throws down the field. He doesn't have time to make throws down the field. So, yeah. yes, the yeah. offense was was very ugly. But Bo Melton, yeah, no, there's a lot to like about him in his tape. I think there there's some things he needs to clean up and refine in terms of his route running. I think he's kind of erratic in how he gets open. Like, he gets open, but, like, yeah. it's, like, not controlled. You know what I mean? But yeah, I that's, think that's he, he took strides. Like, at the Senior Bowl, you saw him. It was a lot more calculated, I think. And I'm, I'm really just excited to see him in a different situation. I think that yeah. the ceiling is kind of uh, – is a lot higher than what he showed at Rutgers. I agree. And um, we talked about this guy earlier, but the guy I compared to was Tyler Lockett. And I'm not sure why that's not showing up. There we go. Tyler Lockett. Um, he was obviously a little bit more athletic than Tyler Lockett, but similar size. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't think Tyler Lockett's a bad athlete. So – um, I think that's a, a very good and and how you would use Bill Melton too because I don't yes. think he's I don't think he's slot only I do think he could play a little bit on the outside and that's kind of where Tyler Lockett moves around a lot too um, so I like I really like that comparison I like I said I had it Tyler Lockett for I think either Wanda Robinson or Calvin Austin and then I moved it because I didn't want to compare two people to the same person yeah um, fair enough but I like that comparison a lot. Um, I just, I really like, there are some things he needs to refine, but I really like just like the subtleties of some of his routes. Like this one, he was just running like straight at that safety and mm-hmm. does a little head fake and then easily gets open. So I really like something like that. His speed is obviously evident. He also can do, this is like one of my favorite routes, Lynn, but, and like he beats that. And the, but like you said, there is a little bit of refinement can, that can still happen there on that route. I mean, obviously it worked very well, scored a touchdown. But right. And it was a good route, but it's not a great route. And he could have a, maybe a little bit more refinement. But I really like Bell, Bull Mellon on day three. I'm really hoping the Bears end up drafting him. I'd be thrilled. Yeah, he, he's some guy that I'm definitely intrigued about. Yeah. All right, I have two um, guys I just want to mention. I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail, but two sleepers that I really like. If you have any sleepers, feel free to throw them in. But my first one is Javon Hiley. Heli, I'm again, not sure if I pronounced that right. This he might be one of the best route runners in this class. I'm not even exaggerating. He's a fantastic route runner. He's not an athlete though. Four six five, thirty six inch vertical, four five three short shuttle, over seven three cone. Not a great athlete. Tested really poorly at the combine, but he just gets open, and he's super productive. And the way he look at that, the way he just attacks the stem there, 
against the score. That was at the East-West Shrine game. And the guy I compared him to is Robert Woods. Robert Woods, not a great athlete, but you can see the size lines up perfectly. Bench is perfect. A little slower, uh, but the 10-yard split and 20-yard split are more similar. Uh, vertical, yeah. broad jump, shuttle, three cone. So if you haven't watched him, I think he's a guy that could, could potentially be a solid player late in the draft. Um, and the other guy I really like is Jakari Robertson from Wake Forest. Um, he's a, a better athlete um, than Eli is. Uh, probably not as good of a route runner, but he's a little more physical. Um, I really like him as a late round guy. Another guy who's like a big slot. I like I like his ability to mani- manipulate corners. You can kind of see on that route uh, with head fakes and everything. So I really like him. He's a guy I don't think is being talked about enough. Um, he has some big playability. He has some short uh, route running ability. Um, he also is very good at his very good jumping ability and very good at high pointing the football. Um, so, and you can see, I have a, we can look at his uh, RAS score. I compared him to, to Russell Gage, who has had a decent career with the Falcons. Um, another late round guy, uh, but you can see the four or five speed, you know, nothing special, but the vertical jump, the broad jump, the shuttle, even the three cone is pretty good. I think he's a guy who can, who can, uh, who could be something, maybe not immediately, but. Um, you can get him in round seven, priority free agent, even maybe. So I like him a lot too. Yeah, wow. I I have not heard anything about Jakari Robinson, and he yeah, he's a pretty good athlete. I mean, nine nine yeah. scores, nothing to complain about. Um, no, not at all. And I think he, nine score with good route running ability and, and jumping and high pointing ability. I, I think yeah. there's something there. Definitely, definitely. Um, I definitely need to watch him. Um, the yeah. only guy I think I'll bring up is uh taekwon thornton because i thought mm. this dude's just gonna be fast like there's gonna be yeah. not a whole lot to his game but i honestly was kind of impressed uh with with his game he he's a better route runner than i thought he was gonna be uh, he's pretty good at winning off the line i don't know if that's because he played in the big 12 um because he is he's like the thinnest receiver in this class he's 6'2 181 pounds like he looks yeah. like a skeleton on the field yeah. um <laughs> And that is definitely worrisome. I think his speed is not as functional when he has to like stack guys, the four to eight speed. It's like, he doesn't like clearly get behind people like because he has to worry about fighting off contact and stuff like that. He's just not strong right now, but yeah. the ball skills are pretty good. Like he didn't really have a lot of egregious drops. I think there's something there. Uh, I kind of, I compliment Darius Slayton, just kind of like a complimentary player who can have a role. Um, okay. But yeah, I, I was intrigued for sure. Yeah, I definitely need to watch Taekwon Thornton more. I have seen very limited of him. The only thing I know about him is he ran a four two. So um, yeah, I definitely need to watch him. He wasn't on my board only because I haven't watched enough of him to include him there. Um, but yeah, he's definitely a guy with some intrigue. Yeah, but other than that, there's not really anyone. I mean, I, I like Kyle Phillips is next to the much guy. I know I'm. I have him kind of like we both have him kind of low. Uh, I don't yeah. really see where he fits into with the Bears. Like I don't think they're going to have that role for him within their offense. But yeah. for like a team like the Patriots or anyone that like likes to have their slot receivers run a lot of option routes, like that is going to be Kyle Phillips's game. And if the Bears wanted to draft him and like make a role for him, I'd be so for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you that too. I I probably could have ranked him a little bit higher. I, he is a guy that I like, but he's just not a guy that I love. Um, yeah, I don't love yeah, him. Slot I don't only, him sure. slot only guy. Yeah. I know there are people who like him a lot. I think he's, I think he's good. Slot only guy, but he does have a good route running ability. Uh, but yeah, definitely an underneath receiver, um, mm-hmm. things like that. So, 
All right. Well, I think we, we've talked about a lot of guys. I'm, I'm happy with how this turned out. Um, Tom, I want to thank you for joining me. This was great. I'm definitely, oh, yeah. gonna, we're definitely going to have you on again for sure. So, um, and thanks everyone for listening. Also, we got to jump off because the Bulls game is starting soon. So bear yes. down and go Bulls. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Steven. Yeah. No problem. All right. Um,